Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Everyone say follow. This morning, this is so perfect after the kind of presence that we've experienced. Because some people just want God like they take a drug. They just want the tingles, they just want the tears, but they don't want the follow. They they want the experience of God without the commitment of God. We want to experience the presence without making a commitment. And I want you to stand to your feet once again. I know we're standing up and down, but for some of you, this is the only exercise you're going to get this week. All right? So squeeze when you come up and then come down again. Squeeze, okay? Get it? Squeeze. Pastor Matt, squeeze. (laughs) Did you ever finish finish that elliptical? Oh, you're waiting for the parts. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I've been sharing on becoming a follower of Christ and inspired by this book by um, an individual by the name of Kyle Eidelman who is a pastor down south in L.A., and he wrote this book called Not a Fan. And this thing just moved me. It just challenged me. I'd been feeling this about just becoming followers of Christ, and then I heard about the book, and I I started preaching on it before I had even begun to to research what he wrote about. So I bought the book, and that's what inspired me to start teaching on this series of Follow. I encourage you to get the book. Troy, you picked up the book, right? How do you like it so far? You've had it for like three months already, bro. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's a, it's a great book. Listen, I, you know, for me, if you walk into my office, I have books all over my shelves. I, I believe not just investing in stocks and, and bonds and in the stock market. I believe in investing in myself. And so I invest in myself by buying books, by listening to uh, podcasts, and by doing things to help invest in me. But the thing is, if a book doesn't catch me in the first two chapters, it'll sit on the shelf. I, if you don't catch me in the first two chapters, I'm putting you back, and then I'm going to go on to something else. This book, it, it caught me from, from the get-go. I, I love things that inspire you, that challenge you. And so if you're one of those, I, the only kind of books I used to read or anything I used to read was just a sports page. Just being the, the word in the sports page, that's it. That was, that was about it. But I've had to invest in myself. And I want you to look at Luke chapter 9. This is the, the scripture we've been speaking on. And we talked about a couple weeks ago how John 3.16 is the scripture we use to promote the gospel. But when Jesus shared that word, he didn't preach it. He shared it in the cover of night with a religious teacher in a private conversation. It was never something he taught publicly. Yet in in Luke chapter 9, verse 23, and I'm not saying it's not biblical. I'm just saying that it wasn't taught. Yet this is what Jesus taught here. Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says this. Then he said to all of them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Everyone say that last part. Follow me. Look at your neighbor and say, follow me. Slap your other neighbor and tell him, follow me. Tap him on the back, back of the head. Just, just tell him, follow me. 
Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. See, it's called the follow. Everyone say follow. follow. I said say follow. follow. I want you to understand salvation is free. Amen? Amen? Nothing you can do to earn salvation. Jesus did it all on the cross of Calvary. You can't be good enough to merit it. You can't work at it. Everything for salvation has been provided. However, to become a disciple of Christ will cost you everything. In order to follow after God will cost you something. And I want you to notice when Jesus says in Luke 9, 23, he says to deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. I want you to look at this word follow and we're going to break this down a little bit. So listen carefully. The word to follow in the, in the Greek means this, to follow, to accompany, to cleave, to, some, to, to cleave steadfastly to something or someone. To literally hold on to it. That wherever they go, you're not going to let them go. I'm not going to let you out of my sight. It's that idea of, of staying committed. It's something that we don't know in this day and age. We've raised a generation of people that don't have a clue of what commitment is. And so when we speak about commitment, it's foreign to our ears. Because we want to do what we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it. And we don't want anyone to tell us anything different. And if you tell me something that offends me, it means you don't love me. But I don't know any good parent that doesn't tell his child, don't touch the stove, it's hot. I don't know any parent that doesn't keep its child from running out in the street to keep them from getting hit by a car. Because the very thing that they give to them is to protect them from harm. When you follow Christ, there is a follow that sometimes costs you something and you think he's holding you back when in reality he's protecting you. Say it again, Pastor. He's protecting you. And so the the word follow is an action word. It's an imperfect tense. And what the imperfect tense in the Greek means literally this. It's not a one-time thing. I followed when I was 12. To follow Christ is an imperfect means that in order for it to be valid, you have to do it on a continual, daily, active basis. I can't be a follower of Christ when I was 12 and not be a follower of Christ when I'm 30. It's a daily. Not on, I can't just be a follower of Christ between Sunday mornings at 11 and 1230. You've got to understand that if you're going to be a follower of Christ, then you have to be a follower of Christ 24-7. I'm all in. I give Christ everything I am every day of my life. And it infects and affects every area of my life. And so that word also means it's a continuous long action and it refers to soldiers following their commander, slaves following their master, or students following their teacher. It's this continual, consistent thing. And so when we talk about a follow, it's a consistent obedience to Christ in thoughts. Listen, in thoughts. Everyone say thoughts. In my words. In actions. Thoughts. Words. Actions. See, many people claim they're followers of Christ, but your thoughts give you away. Your words give you away. Your actions give you away. Now, I don't care if you say that you have an orange tree planted in your front yard. If there's these little red round things coming off of it, guess what? It's not an orange tree. 
And when you bite into it, it's crisp. You don't have to peel it. What is it? It's an apple. And so you say it's an orange tree, but your fruit gives you away. So you say you're a Christian. You say you're a follower. But your thoughts, your words, and your actions are giving you away. It's not what you say you are. It's not what you think you are. It's not what you, you know, determine or declare you are. Your fruits will show you who you are. And I don't have to judge you. I just have to inspect your fruit. We don't want anyone to inspect our fruit anymore. I'm an orange tree. No, you're not. You're an apple tree. Stop judging me. just telling you what I see. And so if we're going to be followers of Christ, Jesus shares this. And right after Jesus shares this and he gets done teaching, he gets ready to leave. And as he's leaving, in those days, he couldn't just jump in an Escalade and then leave the area. In those days, everyone was all around. He was in the midst of a crowd. That's why he taught a lot uh, around lakes. So he could jump in a boat and get away from the crowds and get, get, get some privacy. And as soon as Jesus gets done teaching, he's walking away and three men come up to him on his journey. They don't come all at the same time, but they come sporadically and the first one comes to him. Look at uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 57. He says this, as they were walking along the road, they just get done. He gets done preaching, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. This guy comes running up to Jesus and says, I will follow you wherever you go. Everyone say wherever. He says, I will follow you wherever you go. And so he's all excited about, man, Jesus has just spoke a message, brought his will to a point of decision. He's like, Jesus, wherever you go, I'm with you. I got you, bro. I'm with you. We got to worry about a thing. I, I got your back. Your back is got. You know, I don't know about these other dudes that are, that are with you, but I'm with you. Wherever you go, Jesus I love what Jesus does in verse 58. Jesus replied, foxes have holes, birds of the airs have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. What, 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 you, what do you mean? I said your back is got. And, and you're telling me you ain't got no home? You're telling me you ain't got no place? See, I, I see all this, these crowds around. I know you collected an offering somewhere. I know you guys got, a, I know you got, I know you got a, a, some kind of, you know, complex somewhere. You got some kind of mansion that you guys are connected at. Well, the, he's telling Jesus, wherever you go, I'll go with you. But Jesus, it sounds good until Jesus tells him where he is. He goes, I ain't got nothing. I'm homeless. In essence is what Jesus is telling him. And this man, that, see, what Jesus is trying to let this guy know is that, it might not be as comfortable as you think following me. You see the crowds. You see the influence. You see the miracles. You see the signs and wonders. You see me multiplying the fishes and loaves. You're excited about what you see, but you don't see the struggle behind the scenes. 
You don't see the sacrifice. All you see is the crowds. You don't see the struggles. You don't know where I'm going because I'm about to go to a place where they are going to call me down. The very people that are yelling Hosanna, that are calling me God, want to make me king, are the very ones that in a few days are going to say crucify. Can you go with me wherever? You see, Jesus is letting them know I'm not staying at the Ritz. We ain't ordering room service. Although this looks great, this is sacrifice. You want to go wherever I go, can can you really go wherever I'm going to go? And I want you to notice what Jesus isn't trying to discourage the guy. Because it sounds like Jesus is trying to talk him out of following him, right? But Jesus isn't doing that. What he's doing is that, hey man, you better count the cost before before you go all in. You got to check before you you make a decision to follow me. He says, I'll follow you everywhere, God, just not there. I'll go wherever you ask me to go, God, but I just don't ask me to go over. Don't ask me to go to that neighbor that I don't like. Don't ask me to be there at church every Sunday because I got a life. Just don't, just, don't ask me to, just don't ask me to love someone that, that's hurt me. Don't ask me to forgive someone. Don't ask me to go there. Don't, don't make me go there. I'll go with you every, anywhere you want. And notice this when Jesus tells this to that man. That, you know what, I don't have a place to stay. I don't have a, a home. And after he tells him that thing, that man makes a choice not to follow. You see, I need you to understand that wherever is a way of life, it's not a weekend hobby. Following Christ isn't just a Sunday thing. You follow Jesus each and every day of your life. Oh, come on, you can do a whole lot better than that. Many of us want to be a follower of Christ until it costs us something. I'll give you everything, God. I'll go wherever you want me to go until God tells you where to go. Or he tells you where not to go. I'm going to go on to verse 59. He said to another man, follow me. This this guy, Jesus is walking. He sees the guy and says, hey, follow me. Jesus makes the invitation. Other guy came up to him. Jesus, do you realize that if this guy had responded to Jesus, we could have been talking about the 13 apostles? Instead of the 12? We don't know his name. How many of you, God has invited you to something greater, but you said no because you were afraid of what you'd have to give up? In reality, you gave away infamy to settle for what was comfortable. Jesus tells him, follow me. And after he tells him, follow me, the man replied, he's like, dang, I get to hang out with these dudes. I get to be a disciple. And he responds to Jesus, well, Lord, and he uses the word Lord, which acknowledges you are master. He says, Lord, first let me go bury my father. How many know that sounds like a reasonable and plausible excuse? Right? If you, if you came to me and I say, hey, man, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to start a church and I want you to help me plant this church. And you were to tell me, Pastor, I'm down. I'm with you, man, but uh, you know what? i got to bury my dad first. Sounds like a reasonable request, right? The first guy said, I'll go wherever you say. 
This guy was talking about whenever. The first one talked about places. This guy's talking about timing. God, I want to follow you, but the time just isn't right right now. See, the, the issue is this. Look at what Jesus says in verse 60. Jesus said, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. What? I don't know. Are you the only one that's offended by what Jesus just said to this guy that wants to bury his dad? I was like, we're afraid to answer that question. <laughs> this guy is just saying, I want to bury my dad. And it sounds like a reasonable request. The problem is, Jesus looked at this young man and understood that his dad wasn't even sick yet. He wasn't talking about someone that was on the verge of dying or someone that had just died. He was saying, the timing's not right right now. I got to take care of home. I got to take care of this. I got to take care of that. See, I want you to understand, Jesus sounds so insensitive right now. You see, it sounds so, what, how are you going to act that way, Jesus? But I want you to know, the man wanted to follow Jesus, but the timing wasn't right. And how many of us have done the same thing to God? I believe that you love God. I I believe that you want to serve God. I believe that you even want to follow God. The problem is the timing is wrong for you. I'll serve you when. You said that. I'll serve you when I get my life together. I'll serve you when I go to college. I can't do it in high school. It's too much fun. I'll serve you, but then you get to college and you realize, oh, college is even funner. And so all of a sudden, well, I'll serve you when I get married. I'm settled down. I, I, I'll be married. I'll be a little calmer then and everything. And then all of a sudden, well, I'll serve you after, my ki- after I have kids. And then you have the kids. And now I can't go to church. I can't serve God because i got to take care of the kids. And so after my kids grow up, then I'll, I'll serve you. Then when I get successful, yeah, when I get successful, then I'll really begin to, then I can be a big, then I can tithe, Pastor Dan. I can be a better tither. And I love the way people try to, try to work things out in their minds as to why they're walking away from an opportunity of the lifetime to follow Jesus. When I raise my kids, you know, when I break this addiction, when I get over this bitterness, when I get free of, of, of this lifestyle, when I do those things, then I'll follow Jesus. It's all about timing. But the problem is this, is that whenever becomes never. Say it again, Pastor Dan, whenever becomes never. And so this man walks away. Jesus wasn't interested in his excuses. It's a trip. Jesus goes right down to the, to the motive. Notice now. Now, I don't know where this other dude was. After that, first con- that second conversation, I don't know if I would have approached Jesus like the third guy does. But somewhere along the way, he missed the second conversation. Because notice, he sounds like the first guy. Still another said, I will follow you. Watch it, dude. Lord, again, acknowledging God is in control. But first, condition, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Okay, first guy wanted to bury his dad. Jesus said no. That's tight. That's rough. But the guy's father wasn't even sick. Okay? This guy isn't going to that level. He's just saying, I want to say goodbye. What did he say? 
The Lord's calling. <laughs> run. It's okay. You don't have to run. Just play. <laughs> Technology. It's great when it works. Amen. The second says, still said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. What he's talking about is whatever. First guy was whenever, wherever, I'll go wherever you want me to go. Second guy was talking about whenever he was talking, or whenever he's talking about a timing. This guy's talking about whatever. I'll give it all up for you. Whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Whatever things you want me to do, and, and I'll do these things. But whenever spoke about timing, but whatever spoke about treasure. What are the things you value? I'm going somewhere with this. I'm about to close. In fact, John, if you could help me. See, the, you, you, you love God. You'll follow God. But what about that? I'll follow God. But what about that? I'll follow you, God. But what about him? I'll follow you, God. But what about her? I'll follow you, God, but what about this? I'll follow you, God, but what about... We, we say we're going to follow. And I'll do whatever you want me to do, except that. Oh, it's gotten quiet in this place. You see, we want to give God our all until it costs us something. We love the fact that Jesus gave his all, but we want to give as little as possible and get the maximum return in the process. We don't want to get... How many of you ladies in here would have received this kind of proposal? Girl, I love you. Man, I want to be with you forever. My life has changed since I found you. Man, I tell you what, I, you are the air that I breathe. Until I met you, I was suffocating. It's good, huh? Dude writing that one down. But you are the oxygen and the air that I breathe. You are the environment by which I grow. How do you think I got her? I definitely married up. But, but it sounds good, right? Until he says this. And girl, I'll give you six days a week. I'll give you six days a week. Six days, all of this is yours. I give you everything. You get all of this. Six days, 20, 24, 6. I give you all of this. <laughs> give you all of this. This is, this is just you and me, girl. We're going we're gonna to start a life together. We're going to build a family together. We're going to be successful. I'll buy you anything that you ever want. I'll make your life so great. Six days a week, I am yours. But day seven, I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me on, on the seventh day, you know? I'm going to go wherever I want to go, whenever I want to go, and do whatever I want to do when I do it. But the six days are yours. You get all of this six days. All I'm asking is for one day for me. Hey, all you ladies, look, the one lady in the back about to break her neck. Mm. Oh, heck no. Mm. Because even though all, all that sounds good, you want total commitment. And yet we do the same thing to God. 
We do the exact same thing to God on the flip. We only give God one day and we do us for six days. But not even six days. It's God gets one hour or maybe even 15 minutes. If the preacher goes beyond 1230, I'm out of here. I got something to do because our lives are, have been totally overwhelmed by us and not being able to follow Jesus. I want to follow you, God. Just don't interrupt my life. Don't interrupt my marriage. Don't interrupt my job. Don't interrupt my kids. Don't get involved in my hobby. Don't you touch my drinking. Don't you touch my dating. Don't you touch my, the way I treat my kids. We only want God to affect certain areas of our life. Whatever. How about your family? Now, I, look, I want you to look at all these things up here. Is there one bad thing up there? No, these are all great things. Family, kids, career, hobbies, entertainment, money, desires, relations. All these things are good stuff. This is good. But the moment it comes before God, it becomes an idol. The moment you put that baby, the moment you put that relationship, the moment you put that job, the moment you put your hobby in front of God, you're no longer a follower. Jesus almost seems upset at this man's request. You know why? Because he's heading to the cross. He knows what he's about to give. He knows that he's about to give his all. He, and even before that, he left the glory of heaven to give all to you just when he came down to earth. And now this guy's saying, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't give you everything. Man, Jesus is calling a lot today. <laughs> Look at verse 61. Jesus replied, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom. What was he talking about? Seeing that in the culture, goodbyes could take months. They would have parties and those parties would go on for months. They would continue on. They would wait for family to come, come out of town and everything. Jesus understood the culture. And he's saying either you're, you're coming now or you're not coming at all. You're willing to give up the family now or not at all. And see, Jesus said in Luke 14, 26... If you want to be my disciple, you must hate. Everyone say hate. Now, how many of you know that Jesus isn't literally talking about hating anyone? That goes against his character. That totally goes against who he is. So what you got to understand that when you read this, you got to read this in context to other scripture. Because he says that if you hate your brother, you're not fit for the kingdom. So you know that's not what he's talking about in regards to hating someone. But listen to what he's saying. You must Hate everyone else by comparison. Your father, your mother, your wife, your children, your brothers, your sisters. Yes, even your own life. Otherwise, you cannot be my disciple. Why? Because Jesus is saying this. I must be number one. I can't be 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. I got to be number one in your life because you were number one in mine. I don't want a church of Christians, religious folks. I want followers. 
And I know God wants followers. You see, how did, how did, the, how did the world change? How, how did these men that were crucified upside down on an X-shaped cross peeled alive? How were they torn asunder? Were they tied ropes to each leg and each arm and tied them to horses and had the horses take off in other directions and literally rip their bodies apart? Why would these men go through this? Because they were followers. And you know what they did? Rome, the very nation that was killing them. The very nation that that set out to destroy them. Was transformed by these followers. To the point where you walk down the streets of Rome today and you see crosses all over the place. Not in commemoration of the people that they killed. But to recognize that Christianity became... Their sole religion. Because men were committed. How can you change a nation? By people that are committed. As I close this morning, becoming a follower is costly. Whatever, whenever, whatever, wherever, whenever, whatever. Yesterday, I spoke to some businessmen. I talked to them about commitment. I want to read what the Urban Dictionary talks about commitment as I close with this. Commitment is what transforms the promise into reality. It's the words that speak boldly of your intentions. It's the actions that speak louder than the words. It's making the most of your time when there is none. It's coming through... Time after time after time, year after year after year. Commitment is the stuff character is made of. The power to change the face of things. It's the daily triumph of integrity over skepticism. Commitment. And we have people that don't have a clue what commitment even means anymore. We join a church, but we don't go. Become members and we don't attend. Join a gym and you don't go. Say I do in a marriage and you walk out. Say you love someone and then you don't. Have a kid and then don't take care of it. Take a job but you don't do it. We've lost what it means of commitment. And today Jesus is inviting you. In fact, not just inviting you, he's beckoning you to become a follower of Christ. Now, it won't be easy, but I'm here to tell you it's the best thing that I've ever done. Not just being a Christian, being a follower. I follow Jesus. I want to follow my Lord. I love my Lord. Not just because of him dying on the cross. Not just because of the hope of heaven. But he promised abundant life here on earth as well. And I need you to understand that God loves you. And this morning, he doesn't want just a part of you. He wants you all. So I'm asking you today, stop dating Jesus. Stop making out with him. And put a ring on it. 
in the words of Beyonce. You know the prophetess? Put a ring on it. Make a commitment. Go all in with Christ. You've married yourself and partnered yourself with so many other things of this world. Why not commit yourself to Christ? If you're here this morning, you're ready to become a follower of Christ. I didn't say a Christian. You're ready to be a follower of Christ. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Now, don't stand just because everyone's standing either. You're afraid someone's going to look back and say, oh, they're sitting down. They don't want to follow Jesus. Sister Marty. You notice that these three men that wanted to follow Jesus, each one of these men, it was like Jesus was trying to talk them out of it. That's not what he was doing. He says, don't put your hands to the plow and then look back. You're not fit for the kingdom if you do that. In other words, regret. He wants you to, before you even put your hands to the plow, know that you're all in. Don't have regret when you come to Jesus. Don't look back at something that you think is undone. When you go to Jesus, know that there's nothing better for you than in the future. That you're leaving all that other stuff behind. I'm here to tell you right now that God loves you so much that he went all in to follow you. To follow after you, to hunt you down. His love overtook you. But the problem is, do you realize there's going to be some that are going to end up in hell? Yeah, there is a hell. There's going to be some that are going to end up in hell that really think they're going to heaven. And they're going to be like, they're going to be standing that on judgment day, standing before the throne, and everyone's like, I'll see you in there. First guy, you know, enter into the joy of the Lord. You'd be like, yeah, I'll see you in a few. I'll be there in the morning. My turn's up next. Okay, Jesus. He's like, uh, I'm sorry, your name's not found in the book of life. Go to the place prepared for the devil and his angels, for I never knew you. Hey, Jesus, you want to check that again, please? Yeah, Vera. V is in Victor, E-R-A. Dan, pastor. Oh, it's probably under pastor, Dan. Oh, excuse me. You know what? Uh, before I came, uh, I got an honorary doctorate, so it's probably under Dr. Vera. That's probably where you're missing it. Yeah, check, check there. You're going to probably find it. No? But I casted out demons in your name. Sorry. But I healed the sick in your name. Sorry. I preached every Sunday. You're not here. There's going to be people that are going to be shocked that their name isn't there. Because they were doing religion they weren't following. In the words of Pastor Ray, don't get mad at me, get mad at the book. Get mad at the author of the book. Because God wants you to be a follower. Follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross daily. And Father, we want to be followers today. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.